You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Adapting a book into a film, particularly a much-loved and well-known book, is not an easy task. How much of the book stays in the script? How much can the script deviate from the book and still tell the same story? I'm Jessica Lynn Verde, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for March 15th. It was on this day in 1972 that the movie adaptation of Kurt Vonnegut Jr.'s novel Slaughterhouse-Five opened in theaters. The first thing to keep in mind about this movie is that Vonnegut himself loved it. He called it a flawless adaptation. Even though it shortens, skips, and otherwise simplifies elements of the novel, the author of Slaughterhouse-Five made it clear that he had no notes for the filmmakers. He felt screenwriter Stephen Geller and director George Roy Hill did a great job of capturing his story on film. The film also won the Hugo Award and the Saturn Award. The film tells, in fairly broad strokes, most of the same story as the novel. A man named Billy Pilgrim has become unstuck in time, reliving moments of his life in seemingly random order without rhyme or reason. He flashes back to the horrors he witnessed as a young American POW sent to Dresden in World War II, just before the Allied bombing of the city. He flashes forward to his post-war life, going through the motions at his job and in his marriage, until he's injured in a plane crash and even that life begins to fall apart. He flashes forward to a future that ends violently, and he finds himself in a dome on the planet Tralfamador, under the watchful, and more than a little voyeuristic, eye of benevolent aliens whose advice to Billy is as follows. A pleasant way to spend eternity is to ignore the bad times and concentrate on the good. But where does Slaughterhouse-Five fit in that spectrum of different ways to adapt literature to the big screen? On this day in 1985, yes, 1985, the first ever .com domain name on the internet was registered. If you have a room full of 20 fans of a piece of literature, odds are pretty good you'll wind up with 20 different opinions on how faithful a film adaptation should be. Slaughterhouse-Five as a movie doesn't hold the viewer's hand. It almost seems like a movie that assumes the viewer has read the novel and is rewarding them with dramatizations of key scenes from the book. The cast is convincing enough. In his first film role, Michael Sachs as Billy Pilgrim earned a Golden Globe nomination for Best Male Newcomer. But even the film's best effort to depict the aftermath of the bombing of Dresden can't come close to Vonnegut's written descriptions of the experience. The novel is partially autobiographical. Vonnegut himself was a POW, being held in Dresden during the bombing, and took over two decades to finish writing about his experiences, transferring them to the fictional character of Billy Pilgrim. The book also has a very morbid sense of humor that is largely absent from the movie. Why hasn't anyone made a better movie version? A decade ago, there was a lot of buzz about a possible new Slaughterhouse-Five film with Charlie Kaufman adapting the book into a script that would have been directed by Guillermo del Toro, but nothing ever came of that buzz. And so it goes, back on the shelf. 
It's not hard to come away feeling like the time would be better spent just rereading the book. Reread it while you can, however. The American Library Association ranks Slaughterhouse-Five as one of the most frequently banned books in the country. And it's a pretty good company on that list. It's right up there with 1984, A Clockwork Orange, Brave New World, The Handmaid's Tale, and believe it or not, books from the Harry Potter, Hunger Games, and even the Goosebumps series. Seriously? Goosebumps? The horrors witnessed by Billy Pilgrim in Slaughterhouse-Five should never be experienced again by anyone. The novel serves as a cautionary tale about those experiences, and the movie, as much as Vonnegut may have liked it, might just be its own cautionary tale of sorts. It's not a terrible movie, but it's best if you watch it after reacquainting yourself with the source material so you can appreciate the chaos unfolding on film. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for March 15th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.